Hi, this is Jordan. And I'm Brian. And you're listening to The Quality Varies. How were, uh, how were your holidays, Brian? What's up? Uh, my holidays were joyous and happy and free. How are yours? Oh, they were good. I spent New Year's in my apartment learning software because <laughs> I definitely put the holidays high on my celebrate. I, I definitely celebrate holidays heavily. You really, you, well, to be fair, you sound like you, you partied pretty hard. Yeah, I I am known to get down. Oh yeah, with the with the beat. We're getting all kinds of sound bites from you tonight. Are you feeling uh, resolute? Are you feeling uh, inspired? Are you feeling uh, are you feeling like you want to take on the world at the beginning of the new year, Brian? You have any fantastical New Year's resolutions? Do you want to quote unquote get back to the gym? <laughs> I feel like uh, I'm being personally attacked. I don't know what you're talking about, Brian. I'm only here to support you. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Actually, now that you ask, yeah. You, you used a lot of words there. Some of them I like. Inspired is a good one because inspiration can come from lots of different things. My, my super special computer audio software, I clapped right in front of my microphone and it's like, <laughs> mm, no. It's not a voice. Nothing. It doesn't yeah. exist if it's not a human voice. And yet, I i don't know. I click a pen a million times during the episode, and the mic's just like, I'll oh, give it to me. <laughs> the song of my people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm, I am loving all these naughty sound bites that you're giving to us. I'm, it's just so much better way, with your voice. This is the only way that I can talk and not feel like coughing. <laughs> So uh, you partied pretty hard over the the holidays. Yeah, I did. I, I live I live an introvert life, my my friend. But sometimes I find myself going in into the black hole and I go too long. And so I went a couple days too long of staying inside. So then I got sick. So then I had to stay inside longer against my will, mm. and and chill out. And man, can I tell you? I forgot how annoying it is to not be able to sleep. <laughs> I woke oh, up. Oh, man. You poor little baby. I know. I w- so I don't get sick often. And I woke up having thought, like I went to bed, took me a little bit to, to fall asleep. And I woke up and I'm like, man, I'm wide awake. I wonder what time it is. And I went to bed at nine mm-hmm. and I woke up and it was 1030. <laughs> And I'm like, well, oh, that's that's terrible. Yeah, and so one of the biggest indicators to my family was, you know, I was like, oh, I'm sick, and they're like, how how are you doing? I'm like, well, I took I took Nyquil, and they're like, what? <laughs> I haven't I haven't taken medicine in like five years, mm. but I also need to sleep. Yeah. So, um, I walked into I walked into the store just looking like a hoodlum with a mask on and I bought three boxes of vitamin C powder and the strongest of Dayquil and NyQuil. And the guy is about to ask me how I'm doing. And then he just looks at me and I'm like, yeah, you don't, Mm -hmm. my voice does not need to tell you how I'm doing. Right. You can see it. But, uh, but it's going great. I learned a new software 
and the new year is kicking off as as new years usually do in real estate all of a sudden people remember uh their goal that uh, they wanted a house and they don't have one yet so or you know in the case of idaho they remember that they still live in idaho and they still get two feet of snow a year and they don't want to deal with that anymore so they want to move away yeah so it's a good time to be an agent well good i'm glad to hear that business is good for you yeah what how 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 were your holidays uh lovely <coughs> oh i, I didn't heard, i didn't i didn't freaking mute i heard that F. yeah good good just all the sound bites from you i went to cough and i saw my mic was not blinking as it should have been and i was like oh no uh, uh yeah my holidays were good um uh it's, i just find it hilarious that you find it annoying when you can't sleep um because that's that's what life as a parent is like is, uh, you just, oh, no, no, you no. just never sleep. Uh, so look forward to that. That being said, Christmas morning, one day out of 365 other days is a great time to wake up early with kids because they yeah. are so happy and it's just, it's amazing. It's magical. And like, uh, you spend so much time like thinking about them and getting them gifts and it's so cool to like get them things that you want to get them and that you think they will like and then when they open it and they get all excited and they start squealing that ear piercingly loud screech of delight <laughs> yeah you're like smiling through the tears of pain because they're so happy that you that they like the little spider-man motorcycle that you got them and yeah uh it's so good the biggest hit though was we got a trampoline for christmas oh that's right i remember you talking about this a little bit yeah and our next door neighbor actually texted us later in the day she she said uh that was quite the reaction to a trampoline or something like we had to run out so we had to run out back to see what was going on and they were that's amazing yeah so we uh <laughs> we alerted the whole neighborhood to our to our Christmas uh Christmas morning gift cause... gift incoming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was uh, yeah. That's awesome. The uh all three of them were just screaming as loud, as loud as I've ever heard. I don't think I've ever been in a position where I've been that comfortable with a neighbor. I'm jealous. The that neighbor is our bishop and so they're oh, well, with okay. they're awesome people. They uh their youngest is like a year and a half or two years older than our oldest. And we love that kid. He's like the nicest, sweetest buddy for our friends. He's like, he's always like giving them little toys. Like, Hey, uh, I have this toy that I haven't played with in a while here. You have it. Or I painted this picture for you. And he just like comes over and gives my kids paintings that he paints for them. And it's like, it's just the most freaking wholesome thing in the planet, and it's great. We must cherish that child. Yes. We must cherish that child. It's true. It's true. We love Dylan. Yes. Are all of your kids... So, my nephew is very young. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old. You don't know how old your nephew is? I think he's just under two. But not not in it, like barely at an age... 
you can, <laughs> I don't, he doesn't appreciate, he likes things, mm-hmm. but it's not this, I don't know if it's like quite there yet where he recognizes that like, this is a special time mm-hmm. and like, these are Christmas presents, you know, I right. don't think he recognizes it. Are, are all of your kids old enough to really have taken on Christmas? Uh, no, the youngest is kind of in that same, uh, okay. That same category. He, uh, he like didn't even open his last two or three presents cause he, he got his train that he liked and he was just, and he, he just, just like, chilling. he made somebody open it and he was just, he was just happy as a clam with his train. And I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, here's more stuff here. Open it. And he was like, <laughs> no dad. <laughs> so I was like, uh. Where's like okay, uh, he can go play, and everybody else can have Christmas. That's awesome. Don't you wish that he keeps that attitude in later <laughs> years, even though he definitely won't. Yeah, that would be nice. Just get him, get them all one present, and then call it good. Yeah, it was. Our family was certainly much better off when we finally just accepted the fact that we don't like the mental energy it takes to get each other presents, <laughs> and we're willing to. We're willing to take the hit of getting less presents ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we just went down to like basically just a white elephant nice. to each other. Nice. Yeah. The time of the year, even when I was, I remember even in middle school, getting to the time of the year where I have family members start asking like, well, and this is, I was in a very blessed household and, you know, people could give each other gifts. Um, but when I would get the texts that said like, hey, you know, I need your Christmas gift. I'm like, oh, this, just the the immediate dread <laughs> that I would feel. And I'm like, I don't, if I don't respond, maybe they think that I died. <laughs> because, you know, that's definitely the first thought that a family member would have and definitely not follow up on. Right. So yeah. I, I, I never, I never liked thinking about Try, trying to send somebody something and then in later years once i had money it's like i i bought i bought that thing like i i have that thing now yeah like you see you see my bookshelf like i obviously right. can't i'm not a good <laughs> i'm not a good gift giver i'm not a good receiver of gifts yeah so yeah now uh now the family's on the same page now now we're all now we're all in it together it's a good time <laughs> you're all misers together that's that's great that's wonderful i consider it a great thing that i live alone now and i don't have to decorate for christmas (laughs) and some of the family members try to give their assistance i'm like no no this was on purpose (laughs) yeah no uh i like it like this yeah you see that candle over there if you squint it might smell like mistletoe (laughs) (laughs) if you squint it might smell like mistletoe Yeah. If you listen closely, Action. you can taste a Christmas tree. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Realistically, it's ocean breeze and realistically that's a that's a box over there. Um for me buying myself a gift cuz I wanted it and I yeah. didn't realize that it was Christmas time. <laughs> Brian, I I want to jump into the to today's uh topic, but we do have a bit of an announcement. A big announcement. Something that the Instagram follower will have known about for a while now. Do you want to uh, do you want to do a little show and tell with the class? Mostly tell because this is an audio yeah. format. Media. Here it is. Here it is. Listener, can you look at it? Oh, look at all the shapes and colors and 
See it? See? Can you see it? This will this will be a video format uh, podcast in the near in the future. I, I just wanted people to know that uh, it won't yeah. be in the near future, but it will be in the future. Yeah, we're not there yet. We ain't no Joe Rogan experience yet. No, um, no, certainly not. No, I am super super pumped for this. Actually, this well, I'm super pumped about this. Um, I'm really excited to deliver the content. That you guys want, <laughs> I I ran a uh, like a little survey quiz on Instagram a few weeks ago, and all three of you that uh, responded uh, gave very specific answers on the type of content that you like to hear from us. So I started thinking, why don't we split up the show? And I presented that to Jordan and. He was super into it. So, we are happy to announce Homebrew Catastrophe, our D&D and uh, nerdy gamey podcast, will be coming soon to a podcast format near you. Yes. So, the first, uh, the first episode for the new show uh, is going to be coming up on most platforms, most likely going to be starting on kind of apple podcasts and spotify it takes a little bit longer for it to show up on other platforms but then once it does show up then all new episodes do um kind of pop up immediately just that that first run kind of needs to go through various platforms uh filtering systems and do all that fun stuff um i swear it took us like nine months to show up on pandora it was amazing and uh it's going to be D&D, tabletop, video games, anything else nerdy, um, kind of that culture, news, what's going on in the world. And uh, because of that, all of that content will now um, no longer be present in the quality varies and uh, future episodes here. And so all of the content that we're speaking about here is going to be kind of the some of the serious topics that we've gone over. Mental health fitness motorcycles yeah we we hope that uh, the folks that uh, have kind of found and enjoyed some of the episodes there are now able to confidently uh, come and enjoy those without any you know fear i know it's it's a you know some of those other discussions that we had it's a lot if if that's not your jig <laughs> mm-hmm. and we get that and that's that's kind of why we wanted to do this was because we we knew that not everybody liked all of the content and so we thought that this was kind of the easiest split in all the stuff that we want to talk about. Uh, and it's uh, really easy to start a podcast when you know what you're doing. So we just, yes, we're just doing another podcast. And the, uh, the upload frequency here is not going to change at all. Uh, you're still going to catch us uh, every, I just realized the mistake that I made that I now have to go in and correct on the back end, but oh, for the quality no. varies. For the quality varies. You are still going to see us every other uh, Monday, um, going up in the in the morning here, um, and just uh, the weeks that a quality varies episode is not uh, going up. You're going to be seeing on a, on a different day. You're going to be seeing an episode of Homebrew Catastrophe uh, being uploaded, and so I think it's I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited, and uh, for me. Uh, for us, that means we get to talk more about nerdy stuff, just somewhere and, a little different. 
And that excites us very greatly. <clears throat> you still didn't mute yourself for that one. And now you're muted. The uh, opposite gonna... of what you wanted to do. I know. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a beautiful episode. Uh, so good. I'm gonna get into it and you're just gonna let me be, and at the end of it all it's gonna be muted. <laughs> and then it's just gonna be me coughing, frustrating frustrated at the very end of it, and that's uh-huh. the only thing you get. Yep. It's just gonna be a whole lot of me and then Jordan coughing in between. Yeah. And I'm trying like yeah, instead of instead of saying the yep and then pausing and coughing. I'm muted, and then I cough, and then I meet myself again. <laughs> and then uh, I can see Jordan just, like, flailing his arms and getting really mad at me for talking over him. <laughs> and uh, maybe, yeah. maybe I can read his lips and see the f- the first swear words he ever says. Ooh, that's a conversation for another day. I'm a, I've been a very profane man. Oh, did we past. stumble onto something? Yeah, I did. Did I ever tell you the reason why I don't? Did I? Did we ever talk about that? Maybe. The reason that I didn't. The the reason that I don't swear is because when I did, I had no. I live in extremes with everything, and that that included profanity, and so I couldn't just. I couldn't just you know use it like a gentleman, so to speak. It was it was you know f words every other word, couldn't construct a you know a meaningful sentence around adults. And this was all the way back in, in middle school. And I realized like I couldn't, you know, I couldn't talk to my friend's parents without being terrified. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, that just doesn't, you know, that just doesn't work for me. So in my mind, I was just like, well, stopping is just easier. So yeah. the reason I don't swear is because if I ever did again, just wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be able to stop. Yeah. I've, I've made several attempts at uh, cleaning up my language. Do you, you want to know the more surprising thing? Yes, I do. I'm actually, if there's nobody around, I'm actually still quite a profane person. Oh, yeah. My internal monologue is just filthy. Yeah. That that started back up very unfortunately, mm-hmm. probably two years ago. Yeah. I didn't use, and I didn't used to swear at all, but now if I'm I still like outwardly like talking to myself in the car or something or at home. But if there's nobody around, still very profane. But yeah. if there's anybody around, then so how's that for a random bit of info that doesn't have anything to do with the topic of the show? Brian, what uh, what are we talking about today? We are talking about New Year's resolutions and uh, maybe a different way to think about New Year's resolutions. I asked you a little bit, but do you actually are there are there any intentions that either consciously or not, you know, you do these kind of thoughts automatically cross your mind just because it's the beginning of the year? Like, do you think to yourself like, oh, this is a nice time to start this back up? Or do, do thoughts like that ever cross your mind? Um, I, I wanted to say no, but the, yeah, they kind of do. Yeah. My, so well, growing up, my parents were really big into New Year's resolutions. And so the first Monday of every year, we'd sit down for family home evening and we'd write out lists of all the things that we wanted to do this year. And things like reading 50 books or reading a thousand pages uh, were, those were the kinds of goals that we would set as a kid. But uh, I mean, I never, I don't think I ever read all of the, the books or pages that I had set for myself. 
and I absolutely lost track of all of the other uh, measurement type resolutions that I set. I think uh, my wife actually told me this year uh, that January 4th is the day where statistically almost everybody gives up on their uh, New New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Uh, We were actually talking about that because I was at the gym on January 3rd and it was an absolute sardine fest. There wasn't even enough space in the gym for me to do my movements, my exercises. There's literally not enough room to move and like exercise in between all the people. I skipped the gym January 4th because I didn't want to deal with that. And then I went back on January 5th and it was back to being a ghost town. Yep. yep. So so that's, that's kind of sad actually uh, that people just, I don't know. I see like, well, my thoughts are that we just kind of, we tend to like, we want to do all these good things. Um, but we just kind of overload ourselves and just like, we just put too much pressure on ourselves, I think. And so we just kind of buckle under the weight of all that. What do you think? The gym is, I think the apex of kind of this phenomenon. And I was, I worked at a gym for almost six years and it was, it was one of the most consistent things to just sit and witness folks that were gym rats or just regular you know regulars they would dread the uh the coming of january because december is a great month if you're a regular (laughs) Mm -hmm. nobody's there Mm -hmm. but uh but january sucks and it's fantastic for the salespeople i do think it's you know a lot of gyms that when you're signing up they may ask you like what's your preferred time to work out Mm mm-hmm and I do think it's interesting, you know, you go in and I could see like how many people are signed up that have this as their preferred time. If those people actually came, like the gym would implode. They wouldn't even, <laughs> we wouldn't even be able to hold a, a, a fifth of the people that, uh, that are signed up just for, you know, the 5 a.m. early morning mm-hmm. yeah. time. And so uh, I always think it's interesting that the, you know, the gyms, they never tell you you can't sign up. Because they're not too concerned. Right. Because right. a very small percentage of the people that are paying on a monthly basis are actually making use mm-hmm. out of the amount that are paying for. Wow. Um, and it's a sad, it's a sad thing. And it, you would watch the thing that we, uh, the thing that we had was if the people that we saw come in, if they stayed about three weeks, then that was very exciting. Mm-hmm. because the three week mark just physically is when you start getting over like the, this is physically painful mm. yeah, yeah. stage mm-hmm. and the soreness starts to feel a little bit different and kind of the chemicals in the brain are starting to, things are starting to shift. Yeah. If you're, and if you're there, if you're still there about the second week of, I think February, then it's like, all right, cool. Like we got ourselves in a a potential new regular, but it would just die. Like it would just dive during the month of January, seeing all these like hyper, hyper motivated people. And then it's unfortunate (laughs) because then they're like, I want to buy, I want to buy a hundred personal training sessions. And it's like, really? How about, how about five? Yeah. (laughs) Cause as much as I want you to pay for a hundred personal training sessions, I also don't want you to call me in June 
threatening to sue me because you made a bad deci- <laughs> life decision six months prior. Uh, man, people are great, aren't they? Yeah. So they the uh, the five thousand dollars to spend on personal training. It was a very motivating day for them in January. Mm-hmm. And that's a very unmotivating thing when you all of a sudden would like $5,000 to spend on stuff in June. <laughs> yeah. I've gone through times where, in general, you know, not having goals or not having resolutions. And then times where, you know, um, I have a lot of goals surrounding kind of my daily life. And it looks a lot different. And resolutions are resolutions are hard just in general. And I think the biggest thing is because they're not specific. Mm-hmm. You have a single line of something you'd like to do and that's it. There's, there's, um, it, it's going to take all year to do it, but it's worded in such a way that it sounds like it can be done in one day. Mm-hmm. And so what people do is they see the word and they're like, I can start that or I can do, even if they realize like, I can't do that in a day, like in their heads, they're like, I'll take care of that later. And so when they say, I want to get in shape, it's like, well, that can, that can happen and that can be done at any, you know, at any time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, taking, you know, taking care of the kids or, or watching, you know, catching the new, you know, season of whatever on Netflix. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, why, why should it be more important than, than that, uh, urgent thing? And, you know, even if that thing isn't important, it is urgent. Mm -hmm. The last couple of years I've actually been, uh, surrounded by a lot of people that are extremely goal oriented. The business that I'm in in real estate are filled with people that would literally crash and burn if they were not Mm self-motivated. Fun fact. I also realized the hard way that, uh, due to the nature of it, uh, these same people are also hyper competitive. <laughs> did not did not really think that through. Uh, we had a we had a health contest, a health challenge, uh, many months ago at an old team I was on, mm-hmm. and I showed up. One of the things was um, a quantity of stairs that you climbed, and to make it even for everybody, you had to do the stairs on one of two staircases that were at the office. Oh, okay. By the way, the boss later. Uh, regretted this because we wore out his brand new staircases. Oh, jeez. But I showed up. I'm a night owl. And so in my head, it seemed like a genuinely kind of enjoyable experience to kind of go put on an audio book and go do some stairs. Mm -hmm. And I show up and there's four four other cars in the parking lot at 11 p.m. (laughs) Wow. I'm like, this is a bunch of BS. Did did these people people have families to like go home to? Yep. 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 Wow. That's a red showed flag. Up one, yeah, I showed up one day and one of the one of the daughters was was managing the clicker. <laughs> the counter. Wow. Yeah, it was uh it was rough. So Wow. But yeah, that was that was just a random lesson because they 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 have given me a lot of uh framework um and a lot of guidance to consistently having goals around my life and and goals to go for. So they've given me a framework and uh, I wanted to talk about a couple of the mm, things that I've been provided that are definitely not created by me. They've been created by and and adapted by many layers of people before me. But uh, I kind of wanted to show them, you know, uh, show them to the audience and show them to you, Brian. And I'd love to get your take on them. Absolutely. So 
first off, your uh, you kind of heard my take on resolutions that they're mm-hmm. kind of a single sentence thing. That certainly it does kind of encompass the thing that you do need to do during the year, but isn't is worded in the way that you know it sounds like you can you can do it all in one day. Is there anything that you would add, or is there any comment that you have on that? Yeah, I agree. There was there's definitely those. I'm just pulling from my own experience here. There's definitely those those kinds of resolutions where it's like 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 get in shape, right? Or uh, run a marathon or be more social, yeah. read more, you know, read, read more, more, yeah. Uh learn learn something new. Yeah, learn uh learn something new every day. That's the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> In church we see a lot um like read my scriptures. Oh, more. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like read all of the standard works. Yeah. There's definitely those the ones that stick out to me the most from my uh my childhood though were the ones like uh like read a thousand pages or or like uh get straight A's this year or um yeah. they were a little more specific but they're like some of them were like wild like i think i set a goal for myself to work out for 180 hours in a year nice uh that's awesome like and that's like first of all this was many moons ago <laughs> I didn't I didn't have a smartwatch or, or a smartphone or a cell phone and yeah. like really other than like pen and paper I had no way of like recording any of that and so again like by the end of January I had stopped like recording it in any way and yeah. it just kind of fell by the wayside and who knows if I even if I even completed it which defeats the purpose of setting a goal in the first place i think there you could argue that uh, some goals like that like could could benefit you from establishing a habit that you can carry on i would argue that your internal worth and your self-esteem takes a big hit whenever you set a goal and you fail yeah uh so the the cost outweighs the uh, benefit i think more that's just my take on new year's resolutions and uh, setting goals for myself i like it the point i had I, I might i may actually touch on during one of the one of the kind of the acronyms that we have here so uh, res- resolutions the couple of the things that make them hard they are vague they're not actionable uh, they're very kind of umbrella general mm-hmm. basically we make a goal that realistically we have no idea i use i statements and make a resolution that i have no idea how to actually achieve mm-hmm. you take the um workout for 180 hours mm-hmm. as a kid you know before these smart devices realistically you have no idea how you're how you're going to achieve that and yeah you know, sure you can sure you can write it down but you've never that's a new that's it. That's something you haven't done before. Mm-hmm. So on top of on top of setting yourself a resolution to do a thing, you've also committed yourself to do a second thing that you've never done before on a daily basis mm-hmm. that you didn't realize you've committed yourself to. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to keep kind of babbling on about that stuff. So um, the worksheet that I was given, and I've kind of just reworded to uh, it was given to me in the real estate setting, um, and I've taken that terminology out. 
And so it's an acronym. The acronym is SMART. So the, the words are specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And we're going to go over each of those. When you're making, when you're making goals, when I'm making goals, um, it's actually helpful to kind of establish where, kind of what part of my life they are affecting or I'm intending for them to affect. So the different areas that they kind of place a role in, the five areas is physical, financial, spiritual or mental, educational, and family. And the objective when you're going through, and for example, your annual goals, the objective is that you have something in each of these categories, preferably more than one, and that puts you into this kind of this goal-oriented mindset because in every area of your life, you're being in t- uh, I'm being intentional about kind of what I'm working towards. There's not there's not an area of my life that is just sedentary or just I'm okay with it being right where it's at, mm-hmm. you know, just just indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And so the more finite, if you want to, you, you can get more specific after you've determined that there's one in each of those categories, and then you can determine each of these goals. Are they, first of all, is it an achievement goal or is it an, is it a habit goal? Mm. Because if you don't, if you don't establish in the beginning, what you're at, what it, which of the two it actually is, then I'm setting myself up for disappointment later. Right. I will be more forgiving myself, uh, for myself on a habit goal. For example, during the month of December, um, I had a habit goal set up to, uh, be out of bed by 6am every morning. If that was an achievement goal, then the first time that I messed up, then that goal would be over. Mm-hmm. I would have failed that goal. Right. So, I would, so um, I get to establish which one it is. Um, I get to be more specific on where it lies in my life. Is it uh, spiritual? Is it parental? Is it intellectual? Social? Emotional? Vocational? So something work-related. Physical? Avocational? I don't know if I'm saying that word right, but that's like a, a hobby. Mm-hmm marital financial so that just helps that just helps me be a little a little bit more specific than um than the uh, the other five so is there any intention that you have brian that you want to put on the on the cutting board to be spliced spliced apart i'm learning now that you and i have different approaches for this year's uh this year's uh, okay well tell me, tell me resolutions. your thoughts so far so i kind of swung the other way uh, almost exactly the opposite way where uh, I my childhood was spent um, setting a lot of goals for myself I I experienced a little bit of burnout with goals uh, to the point where my later teenage years uh, into most of my 20s I kind of subconsciously decided that I was not a really goal-oriented person that I was I felt more I felt more comfortable pursuing an objective at my at irregular paces I guess um that I could determine at you know at at whatever time at whatever in whatever time frame I deemed necessary or relevant I could change change my approach to an objective Mm -hmm. um i will say uh working at the di 
there's a lot of goals set by the company uh, for me as a as a as a manager, and it's taken some it's taken some time, and it's taken a lot of explaining from my supervisor to see the benefit of having these rigorous goals, which is a good thing. And I'm, I'm definitely open to having, to setting these smart goals for myself in the future. But this, this year for my new year's resolutions, I picked three things that were really important to me. Kind of, you know, similar to, similar to your five categories. I had yeah three kind of, uh, so financially, I wanted I my resolution or my intention for this year is to is to have a profitable business and I'm and the, and that's it like uh I don't have any stipulations on that purposely was vague about that in an effort to keep my to keep my wheels turning as to how I would get that I've spoken with you about that resolution Right now, my yeah. focus is on building up these podcasts into profitable endeavors, but I'm also open to, uh, you know, doing something completely different. Maybe finding some niche thing that I could sell or uh, some kind of service I could offer or whatever, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a wild time on the internet to make money. So I'm told. It, so. it certainly is. I actually think we're more in agreement than, than you might think, Brian. Mm-hmm. And I want to present two different, kind of two different, um, really things that take place, at least for me. So the first one that I, the first thing that I realized was, yeah, you mentioned for, you know, for some goals, it all, you know, if, if people just let them drop, it almost was more unhealthy than the, if they just hadn't gone forward in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I, com- I completely agree with that. And I actually think... If somebody starts a resolution, makes a goal for themselves, and it's very important. It's not that they, it's not that they quit, because I actually think quitting would be better. I think the worst right. thing that you can do is fizzle out. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think that is bad. Is is also a very toxic word, but mm-hmm. and so is fail or yeah 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 yeah. I I get what you're saying absolutely. But it is it is mentally unhealthy to fizzle out on something that you had been intending on doing mm-hmm. because then all all you've done all I've done is I've trained the brain on what to do next time mm-hmm. and you've proven to yourself that you're not capable yes uh, every time you fizzle out every time you quote unquote fail or uh, you don't you don't make it or you don't achieve your resolution that's just another piece of evidence to yourself that you are not good enough to reach for the things that you want. Yes. And I'd actually, we're going to be talking about this um, goals kind of throughout, you know, this year, and it's going to be a standing topic. And mm-hmm. so as we, as we go over it more, I'd love to, and we, you know, Brian, you find, you know, various articles on it. And um, as you go through your studies in psychology, I'd be interested to see, you know, what various things you find. But I know that there are, you know, there are people that they are just, I think there's a name for it, but they are known for just being good at, at learning new things. Um, there are people that are very good at, there are people that are very good at just starting new businesses. 
Like they are, uh, there are people in the world that they are just known for starting businesses and selling them off within the first year. Mm-hmm. That's just their thing. And it's been a lot, very long time since I've read some of these, some of these articles, but their brain is configured because they've done it so many times. Their brain just knows how to kind of accept and kind of take on these new things and, and, and finish them to the end or finish them to whatever they've kind of set forth to do mm-hmm. because that's what they've done every single time. And when you fizzle out on something, that's the neural pathway that your brain is used to. And it's easier to do that the next time. Yes. Now, differently, if you, if I start a goal, even if it's small, if I complete that goal, my brain learns the complete emotional experience and, and, and the whole process altogether of starting and finishing a goal. Including the dopamine hit. Yeah, including the dopamine hit. And it becomes easier to finish the goal next time. And so that's why I think it's so important for, you know, whatever the goal is, even no matter how small it is, making it, being intentional about it and finishing it is so much more important. And if you, if I have a goal and I'm going to get into this, I think the other thing is um, if there's, if there, if it's not an interest of mine anymore, I don't want to do it anymore. So easily, including myself, it's so easy to turn to shame Mm-hmm. Or just like, for me, like, I'll, like I'll act like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Like I'll just yep. act like it's not there anymore, mm-hmm. but just confronting it and acknowledging it and just verbally or to another person saying like, this is no, like I'm no longer working on this that shuts it off. You're like, I'm no longer trying to shamefully, like it's still no, it's, it's not sh- like in my brain, kind of in the back of my head uh, because it is still taking up space in my head when I'm trying to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And so when I tell somebody else, no, I, that's no longer a priority. It's then it's actually not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And also I've, I've been intentional about it and I've made a choice to let go instead of letting kind of circumstances control me. Right. That's what I, I was just actually going to bring that up and, and saying when you quit something you're instead as instead of fizzling out, there's intention behind the choice to forego pursuit of that goal that's that's you using your your power your sovereignty to choose out of uh out of that goal and that's that's powerful that's that's you stepping into your power and owning it there's no reason so a very random example that isn't like not necessarily goal but as far as commitment and intention related Mm mm-hmm I know in, in school early on, I had a family member that, you know, was, was good at football and, and good at wrestling, and that was his thing. Mm-hmm. And so when I came to that same school behind him, I had the same physical build. He just didn't know that I couldn't care less about <laughs> sports. And he's like, dude, you got to you gotta wrestle. And I was like, no. <laughs> and he, but he got me on the wrestling team, and I hated that. It was, it was a fun, don't get me wrong. A lot of fun. Enjoyed that. The only other kid in my weight class was like 50 pounds above me in my weight class. Whoa. And so it was uh, once like I was good until he sat on me and then it was no longer a fun. <laughs> yeah. That's... It was it was like fun. And then all of a sudden, like super not fun. It's a, so, yeah, it was like bad. It's a bad yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it got to the I, I was very I was very tired. And I think go to school. And I think uh, wrestling practice was right after school. So I'll go to wrestling practice. And I would 
get home, and I would just pass out. And I don't remember doing a single piece of schoolwork during that three-week period that I was in wrestling. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't understand how people do sports. And I had done basketball for a couple of years, but wrestling was was a beast. And I remember just my I was home early one day, and my dad asked me like, "What was up?" And I was like, oh, "I don't I don't wrestle anymore." And he's like, well, "I don't." I feel like the co- the coach knew him, and I was like, "I feel like the coach would have called me." I was like, "Oh, I haven't told the coach." And he made me go. He made me go tell the coach, even though I hadn't been in there for a couple of days. And still, as an adult, I feel it was very obvious that I was no longer. But he made me go tell the coach that I was quitting. And I still remember just after that day, like I didn't want to go tell him, but I could actually that that two hour, two and a half hour time that I was getting to go home early, I was still stressed. Like I was still I was still supposed to, quote unquote, be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to ignore it, act like it wasn't like it wasn't a thing. And so once I told him, like, like I could actually use that two and a half hours Mm -hmm. to do something that I wanted to do. And uh so I don't, I don't know if that kind of makes sense, but that did kind of make an, uh, an impact on me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly what we were talking about. There was your exerting mental effort to not feel guilty or, or whatever you felt for uh, quitting wrestling. Uh, but then when you addressed it, cleaned the wound and, and uh, wrapped it up or whatever, then all of a sudden that was gone. Yeah. It's it's the same thing with with uh, like choosing out of a resolution. This doesn't this isn't what I want anymore. I don't want I I no longer want to run a marathon <laughs> or yeah. uh, I really don't care about reading a thousand pages this year. Uh, I'm good with uh, like reading one book because uh, I really liked this book and I just kind of want to not read anything because I liked this book so much or whatever. I'm just trying to pull stuff out of my butt here. It was a really good demonstration of you using your free will, your power to free yourself up from, from a goal or commitment that you had previously made. Yeah. Applying that to, again, at, at this previous place of work that I was at, everybody was very goal oriented and we had the opportunity with our boss to uh, he would also challenge us to to be goal oriented at work and also in our personal lives and so he really expected us to have goals laid out in both areas Mm -hmm. uh, for the year and to be accountable to him and to other people at the at the at the office on those goals and a lot of people really didn't look forward to those and I didn't understand why and then over the course of the year I realized that people weren't it was a lot of folks were doing it differently than I was because every time I walked into one of those meetings, once about once a quarter, uh, my sheet looked wildly different than it did the last time, hmm. because my interests had changed. Mm-hmm. And so, sure, at the at the beginning of the year, I had set up like, yeah, this is what I'd like to do today. <laughs> I don't hold myself I don't hold myself accountable at all to the person like the person that exists three months from now is a completely different person. I have no right. idea what life experiences that person right. has. And on a daily basis, like I still have commitments, but like if my feelings are if my attitude has just changed, I'm certainly gonna not going to keep going for something that I literally no longer care about. And so it became a mixture of, uh, I think, telling it to another person was a good way to be accountable and make sure I wasn't just doing it out of fear 
that I didn't want to complete this just out of a fear thing. And if it wasn't that, then I could very willingly, you know, there was no fear. And so I didn't have any trouble telling him that I didn't want to do that anymore. I had goals that lined up around, uh, I had, I had a, a D&D adventure that I wanted to have paired and ready to go for a professional um, event that was, that I was going to get paid for. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be done, I think, this for this last August. Mm-hmm. And the event changed. So obviously that goal changed as well. Right. To the point where it just got taken off the sheet because the event was no longer happening and my own priorities shifted to the point that I no longer had an interest in finishing it just for the sake of, of finishing it. Mm-hmm. I had goals. I remember I had goals um, to do a um, an overnight trip with my motorcycle. I had goals to... Uh, things related to uh, learning uh, Spanish, which will actually I actually have on on this year's. But there were many goals that I didn't complete uh, from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every single time I went in and I verbalized that to somebody else, like these were what my goals were for this, that, or whatever reason. That is not what I want to do uh, right now, and this is where my attention is uh, now. And so, being able to like step away from the shame of like changing the goal was actually very empowering because so much my time could be spent so much more effectively when I understood that I can just I can just switch and be fine with that and not have to spend the you know the month of feeling like a shame like ah yeah no I'm not doing that anymore or or kidding myself and be like yeah you know I'll, I just have to make time for it again and mm-hmm. even though in the back of my head like I don't care about it anymore and so my experience was in the past I didn't want to I didn't want to be specific with stuff because I was burned out and I was fearful of, of failing because I didn't know how to fail effectively, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, and then also, I, you know, the, the brain just does what's easiest. And so if I just fail every time, then the brain just, that's the easiest thing for the brain to do the next time. And so now that I know how to be specific and I know that there is no shame in changing the, like changing the parameters literally at any time, with usually the only one of the only barriers being verbalizing it to another person, depending on how serious it is. Maybe I put up a, a couple other obstacles, but that's up to me. If you know, uh, there's been ones that I do put money on the table um, in some form or another, or I pay for an event in advance. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to that's a good way to do things. Yeah. Pay for a plane ticket in advance. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's a big that's a big rambling uh, for people. But yeah, when when I hear you kind of talk about. Some of the things you mentioned, a couple of those instances did come to mind for, for me. So yeah. if you relate to those, then awesome. If you, if you feel it's a little bit different of a situation, then, you know, that's the power that you have. No, I'm, yeah, no, I'm right with you on all of that. Yeah, I just, I got sick of uh, seeing the, the list that I wrote, you know, the first week of January we always post. We always taped them up inside of the cabinet where the cereal was, so we'd see them every day. Uh, and yeah, I just like by March or April, I had like just stopped, stopped like progressing towards most of them, and just seeing it was just another reminder of like all these things that I have to now try to ignore, uh, like you were saying. Yeah. And like you don't get a, just, you don't was, get to get rid of the mental energy of it, right? Um, at yeah. least at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that was just frustrating. And so then, uh, me being the mildly stubborn and willful person that I am, you just you know went uh, the other way entirely, energetically, and just, uh, yeah, I don't set goals anymore. Goals are stupid. Yeah, 
yeah, I want to go through some of these specific um, points in the in the acronym as we continue through this uh, through this discussion. And yes. so, the acronym of this framework is uh, SMART. And so the first one is specific. And so I'm going to read straight from this form. I hope it's not copyrighted. That'd be super awkward. That would suck. Be really a yeah. uh, real bummer for my one resolution. <laughs> <laughs> um, if uh, if your goal is specific, it answers the question: What is the goal exactly? Who else is involved? How will I do it? What? When will I do it by? And so I do. I do. Whenever I have something I'd like to do, it does start with an intention, and that intention doesn't go away. And so the original intention may still be, I want to be healthier, or I want to get in better shape. Mm-hmm. And that gets put up at the top, and then that's what that would be. That sentence becomes the experimental sentence that keeps getting modified throughout the process of going through this sheet. Mm-hmm. So the example on this is say, you know, I want to get in better shape. A specific would, uh, goal would say on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I will attend a yoga class at X yoga studio at this time. And so actually going through beforehand and deciding, okay, l- let's find a class. Let's put it in so I don't have to go find a class and de- you know determine after the fact how like the mental strain in the middle of the goal of like, okay, when do I feel like I actually progressed on this goal? That's useless. Mm-hmm. If I want to say like, I want to be more social, it's very awkward to be like, okay, have I been social enough today? Like, have I, com- <laughs> you know, have I done the thing? Right. Like that. Or I want to read more scriptures. It's like, okay, like, sure. If you want to be super safe about it, like if. You know, if you want to, if you read the scriptures for an hour each day, you can very confidently tell yourself that you've read more scriptures than you have in the past, mm-hmm. but that's not sustainable for most people. Right. And then, uh, and then they continue on it. And on Tuesday and Thursday, I'll hike for one hour at, you know, X, you know, Canyon. And so they, they mm-hmm. set a schedule and it's, and it's uh, set up in advance and they know what they need to do to achieve it. Mm-hmm. The next one is measurable. Establish concrete criteria for measuring progress toward the attainment of each goal you set. When you measure your progress, you stay on track, reach your target dates, and experience the sense of achievement, a dopamine, that spurs you on to continued consistent effort, which is necessary to achieve your specific goal. Sweet, sweet DA. Yes. So to know if a goal is measurable, ask questions such as, how will I know if I'm in shape? How will I know if I've made progress? What will it look like? How will I fear? Feel. (laughs) Yeah, awkward. And so for this one, I will know I'm on track when I've been consistent with my workout schedule for at least 90 days. I will have a fitness expert measure my heart rate and other measures of fitness and compare where I am when I began this goal and how I'm doing each 90 days, which is a great involve a secondary thing, bring data into it mm-hmm. and actually and actually track. That's a great way to bring a very vague goal, put it on paper and actually give things uh, for you to work on. One of the favorite things um, in in Washington uh, my trainer over there, his favorite thing with some of the new day equipment they had is you could measure, um, I think, diameter for like legs or, or arms um, uh-huh. or chest. Yeah. And it would give a visual kind of on the screen and it would overlay the previous, like the, the initial measurement mm-hmm. over the current one. And so you could see like, yes, I understand like it doesn't feel like you've made like massive impact, but over the accumulative 90 days, like this is literally where you were. And when you're looking at, if somebody's trying to get arm strength or, or get into bodybuilding mm-hmm. and they can literally see like 40% growth over, you know, a, a next month period. Don't, okay, don't. Whoa. Uh, that's <laughs> but, but you can very visually see a change on that, 
on that sheet. Mm-hmm. And if, th- I mean, that's extremely motivating. Yeah, absolutely. To see that. Absolutely. Especially if you're, I mean, I love video games. And if, you know, if you're somebody that gamifies stuff, something like that is, is extremely effective. Uh, yeah, lifting and like strength training uh, is a big like like uh, score game. Like yeah. uh, that was always, I don't know if Kevin felt this way, but in high school, Kevin and I would lift all the time. And it was like the high score wins, right? And so like the bench press and the power cleans and the squats and the curls and everything was like, okay, uh, oh, Kevin just beat me. So uh, Kevin just uh, like benched more than I can bench. So I guess I'm hitting the bench harder. And then yeah, exactly. We, and then we do the uh, the max out days again. And like, ah, well, we, bo- we both grew a little bit uh, and now we're tied. And like, okay, so that's that uh that constant progress measurement it was super helpful to have and like just in like just generally working out with somebody is way way better than uh just by yourself for a a ton of different reasons but also for something like this where if weightlifting or bodybuilding or strength training is a goal of yours find an accountability partner and make it a game uh, who can lift the most uh, reps or weight, you know, make it, make it suit your goal, but uh, make it a game. I, I love that. Yeah. Regular check-in I think is needed to make sure that it remains a healthy thing. Cause I think if it ever for either person, I think if you start to get into that burnout thing, mm-hmm. then the same effect starts to happen oh, where, yeah. You just, if you see the other person progressing and you've gone into that burnout mentality, uh, then it turns into a very toxic um, thing. But that's just, you know, if you're a good person and you see the other person is kind of into that, then, you know, a a conversation just needs to be had so that, yeah, I I guess general self-awareness and faith in humanity is required (laughs) to interact with other people in general. Uh, Yeah, that's a a pretty fair statement there. Yeah. I, uh, uh, one of the goals, so one of my goals this year is to, so my beginning intention, uh, is to read more. That's what I know I wanted to do. I really wasn't, it didn't work for me how much I had dropped over the, over the years, um, which I read because I loved to read when I was a kid and (laughs) not me for everybody. I wasn't into the sports. And so the only way I could show off was with those magical AR point like starboards oh no way you did ar2 yeah and so we had to uh you know that that was the way that i could show off and Mm -hmm. i enjoyed reading i wasn't happy with how much it it had dipped so my goal initially read more books that shifted into read 30 books this year Mm -hmm. it's like okay that's a fantastic goal so measurable first the first thing that gets done is it gets broken down so how how many books on a monthly basis does that turn into turns into about 2.5 and so I know, I know on a weekly basis, if I'm reading just under, just under a book a week, then I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. Usually my broken down goals are actually higher reaching than my annual ones. And so that hopefully, even if I'm dipping on some weeks, you know, I'm, I'm going above mm-hmm. what my annual becomes. So, mm-hmm. so that's usually what it turns into. So on a weekly basis, if I read just under a book, um, then I'm fine. So then the next thing I want to establish is like, okay, what, what am I actually going to read? 
And so before the year began, I made sure that I had a minimum list of 30 books that I could actually go through. And I wasn't having to make that list and find books as I went. Because mm-hmm. that was going to be that mental like strain of like, oh, like, what's the next thing going to be? Like, oh, I got I to gotta find another book. I'm wasting time. And so if I found another stuff, like, that's cool. I'll, I'll add it. Or if I want to read something before something else, like, I couldn't care less. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But at minimum, I wanted to have a list of something I knew, like, these are all books I already own. I don't have to mess with buying them later. Or if I do need to buy them, I already know when I'm going to buy it. And this is a minimum thing that I know that I can at least read these books and I don't have to put mental drain into it. So measurable. Some of them are bigger. Some of them are smaller. But but the main thing was just having that list. Mm-hmm. The next thing is A, and that is attainable. So after you've defined the goals that are most important to you, your next task is to figure out ways you can make the goals come true. You, oh, and I'm, I probably, some of that stuff I probably actually was applicable to this part. So uh, beforehand, I create the attitude, the ability, the skill, and the financial capacity to reach them. You begin, you begin seeing opportunity everywhere that takes you closer and closer to attaining your goals. Yeah, some of that stuff was actually for this. So once you make the goal, I get to spend some time figuring what is what are all the things that are required to make this thing happen. So I need I need to know what I'm reading. I need to know how long I'm going to read it for. Do I need money to pay for these books? Do I you know what what's involved? Do I need software? The, some of the podcasting stuff. I have podcasting goals as well, mm-hmm. and I knew for the podcast, I knew some of that involved uh, some software that I didn't yet know, and so that was the uh, that was the software that I learned. Um, over the course of New Year's because I knew and had established already that that was required to achieve some of the other stuff that I that I wanted. And I think you, I may have mentioned it before, or one of us had, it says your goal is probably realistic if you truly believe that it can be accomplished. Additional ways to know if your goal is realistic is to determine if you have accomplished anything similar in the past or ask yourself what conditions would have, have to exist to accomplish this goal. So saying, I like, I want to be healthier, that's completely unrealistic. Yeah. Don't don't put that on yourself, Jordan. Have I ever <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Uh, I want to be healthier. It's like, okay, I need, you know, I want to go I want to go to the gym every day. It's like, okay, have I ever maintained a habit to go to the <laughs> yeah. gym on an every But that's the yeah, question exactly. I need to ask myself. If right. I'm not realistic with that, then I'm setting myself up for failure. Absolutely. I need to ign- I'm not saying I I'm not saying I need to not make that a goal, but I get to be I get I get to be honest with myself and say like okay this is not something I've done before and I need I get to be emotion emotionally like aware of that that this is going to be a new experience I'm probably going to emotionally deal with something that I haven't dealt with before on this end and knowing that beforehand is probably going to set me up better than otherwise F- financially if like if I've if I've lived my whole you know if I've lived my whole life going paycheck to paycheck and I have a goal to have x amount in my savings account that's going to be weird Like I need to acknowledge to myself, like I've never lived this way before. Like this is going to be a new experience. And when I feel like this, this like weird feeling of like, oh, I need to spend, like I have this much money and here's this thing that I want. Like I need to have already acknowledged beforehand. Like that's like, I'm going to, I'm going to be experiencing things that I haven't experienced before. (laughs) I think that's a super, I think that's a super important part of it. Yeah. And it's kind of tricky though, too, because I think, one thing that I do believe about goals and setting goals is that if you don't set goals or or if you don't have anything you're working towards or stretching for, you're not going to grow and you're just going to yes. 
drift and stagnate and that's not a place that's very fun to be in uh so the realistic component of these goals uh can be tricky if uh you're a person like me who has actively avoided setting goals for your entire adult life this morning went over some some sales goals for my department and my supervisor looked at me and said what do you think and i said i have absolutely no idea i've (laughs) never done this before i've never been a department manager at a retail store before i have no (laughs) idea how to make almost a million dollars in a year i have no idea uh yeah so that's uh it's absolutely a very important part of your goal making i i can't even think of, of an example and i do well i do and i do think that you know even if it's something you've i've never done before i think the most important thing is just again acknowledging that beforehand mm-hmm. yeah 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 like for habitual goals it's good for me to know like am i trying to go back to a state that i was in before or am i trying to push uh for something new that I, that I haven't experienced before, you know, that's, that's very important. If it's an achievement goal, the nature of it is I have not gotten to that point in the past. Right. Mentally, if I know beforehand, I'm going to experience something I haven't before that sets me up way differently than just going in, going in blind because I, a lot of people, me included, I avoid the uncomfortable. I avoid pain. Mm. And so I haven't, if I haven't acknowledged that pain beforehand, and also acknowledge to myself, like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to push into that. Then as soon as I hit it, then I'm like, oh, this isn't a good experience. Like, I don't, I don't like this. Right. So, uh, the next one is, and actually the last one is, uh, timely. So goals must have a specific defined time frame. If you lack a timetable, there will never be urgency. Just as everyone says, again, I want to get in better shape each and every year. So if you want to lose, for example, 10 pounds, when you want to lose it, lose it by someday will not work. But if you anchor it within a time frame by June 1st, then you've set your unconscious mind into motion to begin, begin working on the goal. So again, for me, that most of that is breaking it down into very, um, I, I can't think, I, like even just losing 10 pounds by June 1st, that's not, that doesn't work for me. And so it is even more like, what does that turn into? And so when I was on, when I was on keto, it was X amount of pounds a week. It was Whoa. on a... It was on a weekly basis. Well, and that's just how whatever you want to choose. But mm-hmm. for me, breaking it down to a weekly chunk of the goal, that's what worked for me. That's what made it urgent enough for me mm-hmm. to have it kind of stay in my mind. Mm-hmm. Anything and different people work different ways. Some people it works for monthly, some people quarterly. But just for a lot of my goals, breaking it down to a weekly to a weekly basis. More if it hits if it's a habitual goal, obviously, but that's what works for that's what works for me. And so I talk about for my fitness stuff, it's how am I doing on a weekly basis for the books? How many books on a weekly, on a weekly basis? Does that mean for Spanish? I use a, I use kind of a gamified app Mm -hmm. to, uh, to learn Spanish. And so it's how many crowns on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. That's what turns it into for me. And then I want to, you know, I want to do this in a, in a weekly basis, because if I miss a day, like it's easier for me to, to make up a day in a week instead of making up a week in a month. Right. That's very, that's very overwhelming for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think for me personally, the, the timely component was the biggest slayer of my new year's resolutions. Cause it was like, uh, like you, we've talked about it 
this whole episode just i've got all year to do this like uh yeah i've got all year to get in shape or or whatever you know i've got all year to do a a million push-ups without resting yeah like whatever whatever i set for myself i can't remember but i've got 12 months i don't need to sweat it right now so uh the the the, uh I might be a little bit embarrassed to admit this, but the idea that you can set a New Year's resolution to be completed before December 31st is kind of new to me. That's like that's a pretty mm. novel idea that I can set a New Year's resolution to be done by June. Gotcha. See that, and that's but but I can totally relate. You know, I I didn't even think like, oh, that's not you know this and that are not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go through some of these and I want like your comments and, he, and it's even if, especially if they're, you know, even if a lot of this stuff is something that you've heard for the first time, Brian, mm-hmm. I want you to critique these if something comes to mind. So I'm going to go through some of the ones that I have for 2022. Okay. The first one was learn uh, Da Vinci. I've actually, I um, actually went through that. And by the way, don't, don't try to learn a new audio software in one day. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not an enjoyable experience, <laughs> but I did it. I did it in one day and I took it off the goal list. <laughs> not into it yeah not into it so the first one uh learn spanish so that is actually um for me that is set up as a habit goal Mm -hmm. there's kind of an intention kind of a not broken down or not thought about a lot that next year 2023 it will turn into an an achievement goal where maybe by the end of it you know i i take like a fluency test Mm -hmm. or something but for now it's just a, a, a habitual goal Okay. And some of the questions that are asked. So the working intention is to, is to learn Spanish. Why is this important to me? So I put two down. I say, um, I truly like, I, I have a desire to respect kind of the, the people and cultures around me. And so it's, you know, for me, for me, that has gone a lot to Spanish. I, I just want to learn Spanish and be able to, you know, be able to communicate in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is, uh, I'm selfish and I, I, I know it'll grow my business. So <laughs> steps needed to continue progressing this goal. So I've just put, I've just put a couple. And so I know, I know that I need to progress in this, in this app that I'm using. Um, I know I need to find discussion opportunities in the native language. Mm-hmm. And I know I want to find like, um, media that is only in that form. And so podcasts that are only Spanish speaking or like TV shows that are only Spanish speaking or audiobooks or something like that mm-hmm. to help kind of more immerse in that. The last thing is uh, the reward. And I think the rewards are one of the, one of the more important things of a goal. Um, and for me, it's the hardest part um, mm-hmm. trying to find because, uh, because rewards are so often monetary. Right. Right. And I actually think it's so often kind of harmful for it to be a monetary thing. Yeah. I really think like we, what we go, I think we as humans, we go after something that affects us. Like we want some kind of emotional response. We want to feel happy. We want to feel gratified. Mm -hmm. Like we want these things. And so just putting something money related on there every time, like I'm going to buy a new, I'm going to buy a new suit or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's very easy. And I would certainly like that, (laughs) but, but I think that's almost kind of a cop out. Yeah, I think I think I'm doing myself a disservice by not trying harder mm-hmm. to reward myself. 
So, and then at the bottom are some stuff filled out just to make sure I went through each of the specific measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely, mm -hmm. just to make sure I was kind of hitting uh, some of those points. Mm -hmm. And so the new one, the, the intention turned into a, uh, smart goal is to, um, achieve 10 crowns, uh, on Duolingo. That's the app I use every week and master one course each week. There's kind of a, a higher it's gamified, so you can go to, like, the courses will decay over time, but you can get to, like, a certain level where they stop decaying, and you've, like, mastered the, the lesson. Okay, yeah. And so for me, that's very specific, and I know when I've completed my goal. Mm -hmm. And I achieve that by, during my morning routine, after my journaling and before I start work, I spend at least 10 minutes a day on, on the app, and that, and that easily gets me gets me what I want. I'm not going to go into it at in depth as in depth for the rest of the for the rest of the goals, but I wanted to just go over each of the points. So that's uh, learn Spanish. Next one is read 30 books by the end of the year. I've broken that down again to a weekly basis, and I know kind of in general what books I have on the docket. For work, I'm in real estate, and so I have a goal of closing 24 transactions. And again, I could break that down just logically and say, okay, that's about two transactions a month. Perfect. But that wouldn't be very realistic because realistically what's going to happen is the winter months are going to be slower than the summer months. So it's actually going to look more like a bell curve. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that in advance is going to save me at least a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> and so I have that, I have that worked into, into the goal. And there are a couple things, uh, this 24 transactions, uh, there was a big, there was a lot of time spent on the, uh, the attainable, mm -hmm. uh, there were things like spend, I knew I get to spend a lot of time on the outer edges doing the things I need to, I know need to happen for that to actually be possible. There's, there's courses I need to take. There's, um, there's, uh, seminars I need to attend, uh, connections and, and business building things that I need to do to actually achieve that. Nice. That sounds like a pretty deep one. Like you went pretty deep on that one. Yes. The 24 transactions actually covers kind of a, there's a, there's a lot of m kind of smaller work goals within that. Mm -hmm. But as, as an agent, usually life is all consumed by like how many transactions do I have? Right. Yeah. I get that. Cause that's the, that's the paycheck. Right. So usually a lot of companies, more transactions usually means more money later. And so having more transactions that you can show to different companies and different, you know, different entities makes things even easier to get more success down the road. Mm -hmm. And so people in the industry, they want to work with successful people. And so yeah. when you can show that you're successful, then it's easier to sell. Yes. It's a, it's a layered uh, effect. And so, yeah, the next one is actually a really good example on why I'm grateful to have goals. So the current, the, the one that I have right now in the physical category is to run a 10K uh, by the end of quarter, <laughs> COVID actually kind of messed this up. So I had at the end of quarter one, and now we're going to say, now we're saying um, by May. Nice. But this actually, the original goal months ago was to run a 5K by the end of quarter one of 2022. I had that goal. I wrote it down. I, I, uh, this was when I was still at my other team, Right. presented it to my boss, kind of went through all the stuff, went through the attainable things. I knew I had shin splints. I had to work on those. I like, you know, I, 
I needed running shoes. I needed to actually, you know, I had never run that long without stopping in the past. So there were a bunch of things I knew I needed to do. I broke it all down and kind of had like an amount, you know, a time that I wanted to shave off each week. And with all that, super intentional, was actually very motivating. Instead of finishing it in March, I finished it and I ran a 5K in under 40 minutes. And I talked about it on the show, I think. Yeah. I did it in uh, December. Nice. Much faster than uh, than I had intended. And so that's super cool. I also get to go in and challenge myself like, okay, what do I want to do now? Do I want to push myself more? Um, and not the question like, what should I do? That's that's, a, that's not a healthy question. <sighs> Don't shit on yourself. The, the question is, what do I want to do? What what do I, you know, what what is truly like not what do other people want me to do or not? Like, what is the, what does the boss expect of me now that I've completed this metric, uh, faster than they, you know, suspect than they expected? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I want to do? And what I wanted to do was I wanted, I think a 10 K, um, is good. I put it, I put it farther, a little bit farther out, but, uh, but I felt good about it. So we're going to burn through, uh, just the rest of them. So I go through the full list. So I have X amount that I want to save, uh, for savings and investment funds and a down payment for a house. Nice. I want to write 100,000 words in World Anvil. I like that one. Yeah. So on a, on a weekly basis, I have, I have an amount of, of words that I want to write into my world building software. Mm. And, uh, and it's very motivating. It's also very, it is very stressful. <laughs> but usually what happens is it's the most annoying for the first 30 seconds. And then usually I write way more than the minimum. Mm-hmm. by the time I'm done because once you get rolling on something creative like that then it's usually easy to keep going so. yeah for sure well I am excited for that one because I get to benefit directly <laughs> yes, from that yes yes you do yes you do this these one shots have, have been adding a lot into them <laughs> so it's been it's been good release 24 episodes of the quality varies so basically just maintain our release schedule that we have nice. um, I think it's been I think it's been going great it's been emotionally excellent to to make it when we uh when we made the schedule and we made it more consistent mm-hmm. uh split D into a separate podcast and then i have another and then i have another podcast related one that uh, we won't go into just this moment Uh-oh. and then there is there is uh just some real estate education boring mm-hmm. stuff that i have in there yeah speak to my grandmother weekly because i need that in my goal sheet or else i forget to do it <laughs> That's a good goal, man. I like that one. And then uh, church-related, um, we've already discussed kind of our faith, and so it's important to me to attend the temple once a month. And I have awesome. some things kind of in there and accountability partners so that uh, that uh, hopefully does not kind of lower itself on on kind of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. So those are the goals. And, and I say that to, you know, give give examples to uh, to people on kind of all the different areas that, you know, things can look like having kind of having an, an, an intention and living a little bit more intentionally can show up anywhere. Living intentionally can show up in D&D with this, you know, with this world anvil. Um, it doesn't just have to be with the big adult, you know, f- official, official work stuff, boring stuff. Ugh, yuck. So, yeah. And a lot of these goals, the podcast stuff, that's not just an annual thing. That has a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that has a date set to it that I would like to complete it and then take it off the list so that I don't have as many goals for the rest of the, <laughs> for the rest of the year. Yeah, there you go. See that that's, why didn't I think of that before? That's, that sounds like a great idea. So, and, and for people, people do, um, 
make just quarterly goals and they just uh, and and it it just feels better for them for the entirety of the scope to be shorter like for me i break it down to be a weekly basis and that works for me mm-hmm. but you know you you know your own mind everybody knows their own their own mind and so you know say something to yourself or put it down on paper and then just see how it feels Wow. Um, that was a lot of me talking at one time, Brian, what, what thoughts do you have kind of as, uh, going through, going through those? Um, I love it. I love it all. Thank you for teaching me about, uh, about goals. I remember in high school, I took a financial literacy class where we talked about smart goals. Uh, so I remember the acronym from way back when, but this was a very helpful not even not even a refresher course it, it was very helpful for me to actually see it applied onto somebody's mm. goals um so thank you for sharing that yeah absolutely are you ready for the sorry i i had a screen over the left half of audacity and for a second i thought i wasn't recording oh, i was about boy. to be pissed <laughs> yeah me too um um all right are you so the last point i have is actually not at all to do with kind of the this was all kind of from one mentor. Mm -hmm. And there is one other thing that I've added on to it. Okay. So in my head, so I have goals. Yes. With each of those goals, I've attached an affirmation. Mm -hmm. And there's some, what I would suggest to people is um, goals do need regular review. And Mm -hmm. so as part of this, I've set, you know, I set aside a time for myself. There's a certain time on Sunday that I go in and I say, I go in and for the next week, I schedule blocks where I, where I intend to progress these different goals. And that's real. That's where a lot of the power comes on being able to make dents on what these annual goals would have been otherwise, Mm -hmm. and really helps take it away from just being a new year's resolution. So set aside time during the week to schedule out when you're going to be working on these during that time. So I have goals and in each of these goals, I have affirmations attached to them. So for the, for the 10 K one, I have, uh, I have, I am a capable, I think I said I'm a capable, agile, uh, something man. Nice. And, and there's an affirmation. And I say that to myself mm-hmm. every time I, I see it. If, uh, I think we've talked about affirmations before, but there's power there. Mm-hmm. The last thing is this kind of disconnected from all the goals at the top of the sheet. I have a theme and the theme I stole from another couple content creators. Um, but, uh, it's, it's it doesn't it doesn't have anything else attached to it there's no other there's nothing else written down it's literally just something that i like to keep in mind when i'm making choices i just gotta you know does this choice line up with the theme that i have for this year Mm -hmm. so i have these goals and then the theme for the year for me as an example is the year of uh, transformation nice and so when i i have these goals and i work on them but then whatever's going on in life when there's a choice in front of me if I would like to, I get to, I get to challenge myself. Like, is this an opportunity to transform? I like that. Yeah. And I get to, I get to look at kind of what's in front of me and I get to, you know, I just, yeah, I just get to be a little bit aware Mm -hmm. and I get to ask myself and, and this is what my, you know, this is what I'd like to look back on at the end of the year and kind of see, I've made some, maybe not even, I don't write it down. So maybe not even know like what specific choices I've made, but just see myself at the end of the year and know like, yeah, I can, I obviously thought about it during the year. So I do, I do think there is time and I do value those places where writing down less and just, you know, 
keeping it in mind, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. That was kind of my stance when I made mine. Yeah, there's no personal research or actual research that I know. I, I don't know anything about how well that works. I don't know how well personally. I don't know how well a lot of this stuff works. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, those are some of the things on on my end in the audience. If anybody has different stuff or anything they'd like to share on goals. If anybody, if anybody would like to share a spectacular fail that they've already had in one of their <laughs> New Year's resolutions. Oh, I so want to hear it. I think that'd be awesome. Did you make it past uh, January 4th? That's what I want to know. How many yeah, of your you resolutions did you stay up on uh, January 5th and beyond? And uh, maybe over the, I think over the course of the year, uh, I'm going to check in on my goals. Anything that, you know, Brian, you choose to make up, maybe we'll check in on those. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of, and we'd love to hear, yeah, any feedback from the audience. Um, I do truly think it uh, it does. In the past, if somebody told me like, yo, go make like, go make like 12 annual goals. <laughs> I'm like, dude, go stuff it. Yeah, like, that's right. a stu- I'm not going to go do that. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. That's a lot. It's aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a big it's a big shift, in somebody's life. But yeah. uh, I deep I deeply appreciate it. It's um yeah uh, you know it's just cool to it's cool to see and it's certainly cool to see. I mean other you know people that you see are obviously just like taking it by the reins mm-hmm. and going with it. Mm-hmm. You just see their life just start to shift much fa- you know much faster than than it would have otherwise. So yeah. I won't keep uh, I won't keep babbling on, but uh, <laughs> but that was enjoyable to talk about myself. Um, I hope some people gain something from it. I I think that I think somebody will. I think you did a great job teaching us about uh, setting up some goals for yourself and and doing it in a healthy way. Where uh, uh, it, f- it feels like my experience of your goals is that you're you're reaching for yourself. You're trying to stretch the boundaries of what you've known or what you've done in the past. But underneath it all, there's there's a there's a feeling of self-care like you're you're doing this for yourself Mm. and not for not just for the achievement of running a 10k but because um i think that you i think that you you know that running a 10k will bring you some satisfaction and uh and that's i think that's the that's awesome and i I really admire you for that, and uh, and I'm I'm excited to keep up on on our goals this year and uh, be accountable to them. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that is good for to really bring bring to the head uh, when people are thinking about making theirs is that self care really it like that's that should be the main reason. <laughs> yes, uh, we're not here to show uh, off. Use the word, yeah. Even though I really am, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us, I think a lot of us are, but, but when we're making goals and I, I don't want to use the word should, but when we're making goals, self-care is really what it's, whether we think we want it or not, that's what we're going for. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to feel better. Right. Um, exactly. So cool guys. Um, what, I don't know. I don't know what we got next time, but it's certainly not D and D on this show. Certainly not, which is exciting. I think anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, remember, don't believe anything we say.